The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, there's spoilers in, in foul language. Yeah. Welcome to $20 Ticket, where we tell you how much we would pay to watch Creed 2. My name is Kerwin. Joining me today is Jason. What's up, Jason? What's up, Kerwin? Uh, what, are you, what are you drinking today? It's a nice light beer today. Cool. Just keeping it easy. Cool and easy. There you go. Also joining us today is Mugga. How you doing, Mugs? Doing good yourself. I'm all right. What are you drinking? Uh, an ultra light beer. <laughs> okay. okay. Ultra light. Ultra light. All right. Yeah. And our guest today is Dominic coming back. Dominic, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm great, man. What are you drinking today? A moderately <laughs> light beer. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Right. I think it's a model of beers, right? <laughs> yeah. Very model. All right. All right. So today we're reviewing Creed 2, released November 21st, 2018, produced by MGM and New Line Cinema and distributed by MGM and Warner Brothers. The movie stars Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone, Tessa Thompson, Wood Harris, Felicia Rashad, Dolph Lundgren, Florian Montanu, Bridget Nielsen, and Milo Anthony Ventimiglia. Uh, it's directed by Stephen Capel Jr. The movie was written by uh, Chio Hadari Coker and Sylvester Stallone, along with Sasha Penn and Jewel Taylor. After claiming the world heavyweight title, Adonis Creed is challenged by Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago, the man who killed his father in a 1985 exhibition match. Now engaged to girlfriend Bianca, and with a baby on the way, Adonis must once again battle his father's legacy, as well as his own pride, as he faces his toughest opponent yet. Before we get into the behind the scenes, Mugga, why don't you hit us with the financials? So this came out five days ago, being that it's Thanksgiving weekend. I have two like opening weekends that it had. Um, basically, it cost around $100 million to make. Do you guys want to count the Friday to Saturday or, sorry, the Friday to Sunday or the Wednesday to Sunday opening weekend? Because I got both. It's a Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, so Wednesday, Wednesday to Sunday was $55 million. $55 million, our money, because we went to go see it, but that's how much it's made in five days. I think okay. it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if you count like just this. Friday to Sunday, it was $35 million. So that Thanksgiving Wednesday opening that they had was an extra $20 million that they got. It's not bad for uh, for November. It was right behind Wreck-It Ralph. But yeah, it, it did well. It did well. Jason, why don't you hit us with a review consensus? When we look at Rotten Tomatoes, critics had it at 82, and the audience had it at 89. Wow. Per- yeah. I, I mean, personally, I feel like that's... Pr- Kind of fair. You do agree with it? I mean, I'll get into it later why I do, but I feel like... Wait, both scores are like that? So, yeah, the critics, again, had it for 82. Okay. And then the audience had it for 89 as of right now. Which so, one do you agree with most? B minus or B plus? I, I, I know, that's right. <laughs> B yeah. plus or B minus. Yeah. Very true. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the critics on this. I okay. think the critics have it right. And I usually, I agree with the audience. I feel like... Audience, I mean, typically outside of our free solo episode, audience has it higher like it does in this movie, but I feel like I'm going to agree with the critics in this one. I feel like 82 is a is a, is a fair score. Is the audience higher because it's so heavily connected to a prior Rocky film and everyone's invested? I mean, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I think you've got the nostalgia factor. Yeah. You've got, you've got an African-American cast, so you're going to have a larger turnout of black people you know, yeah. in the U.S. definitely going to see it. So those numbers definitely add to it. I think Michael B. Jordan, too, just like... His physique. Well, I mean... (laughs) We have to talk about a physique in every podcast since our mission impossible. Yeah, his physique physique is good, but I'm just saying, like, he came off of uh, the first Creed movie, Black Panther. 
Uh, he was in an episode of House too. Like he's done a lot of things. His character alone is drawing a, a good audience. I think that the, the audience may be rating it higher. He's a superstar right now. And, yeah. yeah, and, I, yeah and I'm not saying anything away. I think his performance in this yeah. movie was amazing. I think he did such a great. Not even the first one, but in this one too. I think both installments he did a great, great job, and I think that's probably why the audience rated it so high. All right, so getting into some of the behind the scenes. After the success of Creed back in uh, December of 2015, the sequel got announced pretty quickly, uh, literally the next month, January 2016. Sylvester Stallone was already working on the script. Uh, Director Ryan Coogler, who directed the first film, isn't involved in this film since he was connected to Black Panther along with Michael B. Jordan. And so the development on Creed got delayed while they were working on that film. Uh, Ryan Coogler got replaced by Stephen Capel, but he did stay on as an executive producer. Uh, Stephen Capel, a young guy, up-and-coming director. I believe he's only 30 at the moment, at the time of this recording. He had only done, I believe, one smaller feature before called The Land. So this is his first first major production, which is which is saying a lot. He seems like a really great director. So Stallone had nothing to do with directing this? or he... No, Stallone did not direct. Okay. Yeah, he didn't do the last one either. So they went to Stephen Capel for this movie, uh, Michael B. Jordan came back after being in Black Panther, so he managed to free up his schedule. Um, as far as the rest of the cast, um, you know, we brought back a lot of people. We brought back Dolph Lundgren, brought back uh, Bridget Nielsen as uh, his wife. Do we ha- do we know oh, she, her? She looks awful. <laughs> she looks awful. I would give her a zero dollar ticket right now because <laughs> yeah, she mean, is bad. Because yeah. you look at her in Rocky IV and it's just like, she's... Not that she's my type, but she's like she looks really good in that movie. And now it's like I don't know who that person is really. Man, <laughs> it's, I, it's pretty rough. Flavor Flav really took a <laughs> yeah. yeah, sucked the life out of her. <laughs> so we've got Dolph Lundgren back. We've actually got Milo Ventimiglia from Heroes, who actually played uh, was it Robert Bobby Balboa in Rocky Balboa? Yes, the film. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he came back, which small is cool. Cameo, small he cameo. wasn't in Creed though, right? No, he wasn't yeah. in Creed one. Yeah, so like he's back, which is a which is a cool thing. They managed to get a lot of people back, and I think that's a thing we've noticed with a lot of the Rocky films. They managed to keep bringing a lot of the actors back, which is great. That's yeah. a great yeah. thing. I love that. So the guy that plays. Victor Drago, his name is Florian Montenu. He's actually an amateur boxer from Romania, so continuing the trend of bringing in real fighters to fight Creed. The guy Adonis beats at the beginning of the movie is named Andre Ward. He's a real-life super middleweight and light heavyweight boxer. And the guy that he beat at the end of the first film, the guy that plays Pretty Ricky Conlon, he's also a former pro light heavyweight. Wait, he didn't beat him in the first one. Split decision. Correction. Yeah, sorry. Split decision, yeah. Uh, they brought in Florian Montenu. Uh, he'd only previously been in one film, and it was a foreign gangster film called Bogat. I couldn't find a lot of information on that, but I think he might have just played a very minor role in it. As far as the music is concerned, Vince DiCola, who scored Rocky IV, also scored Staying Alive and Transformers the movie. Thought he might have been able to come back for this movie, but instead, this movie was once again scored by Ludwig Göransson, who did Fruitvale Station, Creed, Venom, and Black Panther, um, also known for doing production work with Childish Gambino. So they brought him back. Anybody uh, got any behind the scenes they want to bring up? No, I mean, nothing behind the scene. That This is totally random. I don't know if, I'm sorry if I'm bringing this up. Do you know there was two of the uh, statues made for the Rocky back in the day? Two statues? Yeah, two. Oh, no. And one was put up for auction, and there was like an anonymous buyer that bought it for, this is what I read, okay, for $400,000, and they never knew who it actually was, and TMZ reported it. And then Sylvester Stallone posted a picture after Creed Two 
had get a sign on and there's a him with him and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger with a statue behind it. And they're like, okay, well we know who bought it now. And I think <laughs> Rocky Balboa or Sylvester Stallone actually has one of the statues at his house uh, after uh, Apollo, uh, I mean, uh, Creed two went on. That's when he bought it. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. But it, it, I mean, again, it's according to TMZ. We'll see. We'll see if that's actually legit. I mean, I, I try to look up some stuff about Michael B. Jordan just training for this video or for this movie. I'm sorry. He does a lot of regular workouts, but he had he has a similar trainer that he uses for multiple movies. And his trainer is saying that this movie he has the best. Get ready for it. Physique. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That he's had in not only the first Creed or in Black Panther. So mm. he trained super hard. Again, he, I, he's cut as hell in Black he Panther. Is. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the, his. Okay. Like Jason and, has his Tom Cruise. <laughs> Yo, okay. Right, on a right. scale of one to Tom Cruise, <laughs> on a scale of one to Tom Cruise, I'm not, how, is, how is Michael B. Jordan's physique? I'm not going to acknowledge that, Kerwin, but what I'm going to say <laughs> is that when you, when you listen to his trainer, they train super hard for the first Creed. And I think this is where Michael B. Jordan gets like kind of really introduced to boxing and stuff like that. And like he takes it on his own. He even talks about doing boxing outside of any kind of film. It's just worked into his routine, uh, his workout regimen. And then they, he trained super hard for Black Panther. And you can tell the difference. And I think now in Creed 2, uh, even his trainer says like this is the best fit he's been in. Out of any other movie he's been in, he, he trained super hard for this. Again, I try to look up some. Uh, they had an ABC newscaster kind of replicating some of the workouts he's done. A lot of it's very routine, very basic, but I feel like the, the hours he spent in the gym, like you can, like, he looks really good in this film. He yeah. looks really good. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd agree. I'd you gotta agree. play the yeah. part, gotta look like it. Yeah, for sure. Another weird thing, too, that Michael B. Jordan, too, there's just kind of stuff that I, I read on, you know, different Jimmy Kimmel interviews and, and stuff like that. Th there's a lot of, like, cool boxing sequences, obviously, in this movie, but not only do they take real hits, for sure, and we'll get into that later, but he talks about putting a little bit of water in his mouth to, like, accentuate, like, the really hard hits he took to the face and to make it look more real. So, I mean, uh, there's not a lot of behind the scenes on this right now. But I feel like as time goes on, more will come. Again, once this movie progresses and it, yeah, it becomes a year or two old, we'll get more behind the scenes on this. It's relatively new, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's very new to me. So, picking backing off of your uh, boxing shape, didn't he challenge some professional boxers to an actual fight, thinking he was in shape to do this? What was his name again, Mugger? Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. So he came out of filming part of a scene, and he was just such in the mindset. He was just like. I'm Adonis Creed. I'm gonna, which I'm, I like. I, I love that he yeah, gets yeah. that far into it. Yeah, I, I love that part too. But he comes out like he he just got done filming. Like he's like on one. Like he's on a high of like just like being in this character. He's really just dove into it. He challenges Roy Jones Jr. And it's funny because again on Jimmy Kimmel he calls Roy Jones Jr. out and says like, Hey, no, no, I I take that back. <laughs> After taking a few hits for real, he's, he knows for sure. He's like, yeah, I can't do this. He's like, I was on a high when I did that. Like, I, I came right out of filming. Like, I, I was ready to go. And it's like, I said that. And I instantly regret it. So I didn't want to take it back right now. I thought that was the funniest thing. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't blame him. To be him, honest, though. I would kind of want to see that. Like, I would want to yeah. see that, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't Are you blame serious? him. Though. I don't blame him. Roy though. Jones Jr. would fuck would him, him up, dude. Yeah, yeah. He would destroy him. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen his clips? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like two rounds. You plus, know? plus, all the guys all the all the guys he fought in the movies are all boxers i mean that adds to the legitimacy of those of those fight scenes even though they're choreographed yeah, but it's a movie no no i'm saying okay. that too but like right. you know I, I get why why he's hot at that moment it's I, just like i he, think he, he's in character he's ready to go yeah, like yeah he's he, just he right. went up against using air quotes actual boxers in the ring 
And, you know, he, he's just, you know, high on himself at the moment. I don't blame him for, for having that. I think that's the mentality that a lot of fighters have is basically who's next. Yep. And, and I think that that just shows how committed he is to his role. I, I think he carried that mentality with him for outside. His yeah, he got, his, uh, he got his Mustang back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think one thing, too, that Sly talks about in one of the interviews that he does is the dead man walking scene. So Michael B. Jordan kind of looks at him and says something like, hey, I'm in the Rocky family now. Like, I'm, I'm doing one of these movies. I mean, like, he's just, like, trying to get that acceptance, I think, just trying to get that. From Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, just okay. trying to get that from him. And he's like, well, yeah, but, like, you're not really in it until you do your dead man walking scene. And I know this is going, going back to the first Creed, but he talks about how Rocky was talking about how, like, you're not really in the family until you take a real punch from a real boxer. You can tell some of the scenes, not from the first Creed, but from the second Creed, where he takes some first real hits. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, Rocky was like, you're not going to really be able to include yourself in that family until you do. And it wasn't until the first Rocky, he takes a real punch from a real boxer. His name's Tony Below. Oh, Creed, Creed, right? Yeah, in oh, the first, okay. sorry, in the first Creed, I apologize. In the first Creed. And he takes that first that first punch. And the boxer was like, yeah, I, I only did 50%. <laughs> And Michael B. Jordan said, like, I was, he was seeing stars. He was seeing angels at that point. <laughs> and it's like, I can't imagine doing something like that for on film. Well, but well Sylvester Stallone went to the hospital in Rocky IV when Dolph Lundgren, he said, all right, let's go. I really want to go. And so he actually hit him a couple times for real. And it, like, hit him in the heart area or the cavity where it enlarged his heart. He was literally hospitalized yeah. after that. And I, I think that's what Sylvester Stallone's talking about. It's like, hey, you're not... Until you do that, you're not in the Rocky yeah, family. I think, uh, yeah, Carl Weathers even like walked off set at one point during the fight he had with Dolph Lundgren. I think oh, he, wow. yeah, I was watching an interview that Dolph Lundgren did uh, on ESPN. Uh, I think maybe a week or so ago, and he kind of talked about how pretty much in every Rocky movie they do real punches. Yeah, but in Rocky Four, like. Like he hurt them. Yeah, like he yeah. hurt them. And, and I'm not trying to talk about a physique anymore, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Dolph Lundgren's oh, physique in Rocky Four. Come on, that guy was huge. All three of those right? dudes, yeah. dude, it's crazy. just oh, yeah. crazy ripped. Yeah. yeah, Carl Weathers, Sly, yeah, Dolph, they're all huge in that. Yeah. yeah. Why do we get into our experience? Well, this is gonna be fun. Right. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. All right, so. Uh, Paint us a picture. Who's yeah. going to start? <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, let me just throw this out there real quick before we jump into it. So uh, as of this recording, it's been, what, four days since Creed? Yes. Since Creed 2 came out. So we did see it open at night. We saw it Wednesday, the 21st of November. And we all went together. Dominic, Jason, Mugga, Darren, myself, we all went. And Our buddy Jose, too. He was there. Oh, yeah. Jose was But there. he didn't get tickets. He was a road down. Yeah. Yeah. He was a road down. So he didn't get to experience the full uh, pleasure that we felt watching this movie. So, you guys, this is, gets, gets really good. <laughs> all right. So uh, so get in the movie theater. Um, I think we get there right as trailers are ending, I believe. Or like, maybe, no, no. We saw a couple trailers, right? Before. Yeah. We, no, we saw yeah. a couple. We saw all a couple right. trailers. So we saw a couple trailers. The movie. Well, we got to paint the where we're sitting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. So, so we're sitting in, I believe, we're in like the fourth row back. We're in row row four, I think. We're right in between where there's the upper section and the lower section. Yeah. Right? So and we're at we're the, very, the end. very end of the lower section. Yeah. Right, right in between where people can walk or whatnot, yeah. So we get to the MGM titles, the theater turns black, 
and uh, this family or whoever I wasn't looking at the time, but this family comes in behind us and they won't. They're shut loud. They're <laughs> loud. They are loud. Yeah, they're really loud. I don't. I don't remember entirely what they were saying. If anybody, they were knows. talking about. They food. were talking about their seats. Oh, okay. They kept trying to find their seat. Like, oh, are you fifteen? Like, no, it's over there. And like, then they were talking about, hey, if I would have known we were this close to each other, which they're not. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten the tray for popcorn and and already I can already tell this is going to be a problem. I mean, yeah. this is in the credits, right? This is, I mean, they this, this is the started. opening. Yeah, the, the opening, 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 opening title. The yeah, logos, they were yeah. late. Yeah, and I, I, I don't. I, I looked down because us five were sitting together and. It had not phased you yet or Dominic. Or oh, what? we noticed. Oh, you did? Okay, but I'm yeah. just saying, I, you guys are still, I look at Jason and Jason's shaking his head right next to me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, it can't get worse than this, you uh, know? Uh, <laughs> then, oh, but, but it does. does. <laughs> Foreshadowing. So, jinx. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, they start talking, right? Five minutes into the movie. I forget what about, you know? So they're talking in the openings, opening credits, right? Or yeah. whatever it is. And... I, I swear they kept going back and forth across. <laughs> I, I, I think the they road. were sharing like the, the food, right? Of popcorn yeah. and trays. I think that's what they were doing. Well, we got to talk about the struggle that they. That it was, you know, we try to be polite and you know try to. No, we did know. not say one thing one time. We Nobody gave said a anything. Couple looks. Nobody said anything. Yeah, we did, but but at, like, I was like crying, laughing at one point, you know. But it gets even worse, guys. All right, so maybe maybe I forget at what point in the movie this happened, but this might have been like twenty or thirty minutes in. And uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> starts playing, <laughs> and it's just going on and on and on. <laughs> so you know when like and your on. phone rings, right? Yeah, your phone rings. Like it's gonna eventually end. That's what I thought had happened. This guy's phone was ringing of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hey, that's his ringtone, <laughs> but it it wasn't like like he somehow. <laughs> like the phone I thought it was a phone no, no, it was like his that, ringtone that was, was his ringtone that was his ringtone it, it was, was the whole song no no it was it was the whole he, he song was, he was letting it no no he was there's letting no it there's no way it rings for three it minutes it rings multiple <laughs> times no no it was his phone because the usher came in we all looked back at him the dude I was sitting next to at this people, point we're irate we're yeah, just looking people, at them people everywhere just You're really at missing him. what's going no, on no no but like but like the usher comes in and goes up to the guy who's sitting there with like his son or whoever and she's like oh is is that your phone and the guy says it's ringing but it's not shutting off it's just like well well can you can you shut it off I was like well i thought they'd hang up by now but but they they just won't hang up oh, see, i didn't hear this yeah he's i he, thought because i thought his buddy had gone and the guy no, just that didn't was after. care that was after the guy yeah. didn't care that this phone just no, kept no, going this is after oh wow. no so this is he's twice this so, dude did not can try I, to can shut I, it can off I just point he, my so because i know current you're all about this movie you know dominic is like two seats down from me there's darren next to me I hear this and I'm laughing hysterically because I know it's like, hey, one, it's something to talk about when we talk about the actual movie, but it's just like, this is really awkward and no one's like saying anything. And Jason's looking at me just mad, just mad right next to me. And like, you're still engaged in the movie. And then I keep looking down the next thing I know, I look down and you're sitting upright, looking straight at me and you look at me like, and you throw up your hands like a field goal, like just happened. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> It was so funny, dude. Like, nah, very image. few, very oh, few things will piss me off. <laughs> like, being obnoxious in a movie theater is one of them. 
and and I was so pissed because they did not give two shits about what was happening. So the first time um, the usher comes in, he's like, oh, is that your phone, this and that? And he's like, yeah, it's ringing, but, <laughs> but, but they won't hang up. They won't hang up. They keep calling. And so, you know, it's, you know, to me, I'm sitting next to Dominic and I'm just like, like, you don't put your shit on silent before you walk in? Like, what's the deal? For real? And so shortly after... Um, it goes off again, and I think uh, this is when his son had gotten up and left. And it's this is in a this is in a short span of time. So it comes on again, and he's just sitting there, and he gets asked, "Yeah, um, you know, uh, can can you find your phone and and shut that off?" He's just like, "Well, I'm I'm looking for it, but I can't find it." The man is sitting back reclined, and he puts his arm into the next chair, and he's reaching for air. Talking talk about I'm looking for my phone And then she has The flashlight out Yeah They're looking yeah, it was, for it It was bad It's it was going bad. off That wasn't the only person There was No There was babies The family that came in <laughs> Yeah Halfway through Talking about Like they showed up Like half an hour late Talking about like Oh, oh where's our seats Oh we're number 15 Oh number 15 You should be over there Oh number 15 <laughs> you, you might be over here What row are you in And Is this why you don't Go on opening day This is This is why I don't go on opening day. Anybody who knows me, like I will go on preview night because 99% of the time there's no kids and there's no idiots And there. it's people that really want to see people the People that are yeah. there for the movies or I'll go on a weeknight. But like I'll never go opening night. Like this just happened to be Wednesday when the movie officially got released. So you had a bunch of like rude ass people there. Thanksgiving weekend, everyone was there. Everybody's it was a off Friday work. night for them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This was by far one of my worst movie experiences ever. <laughs> like just the... The amount of chatter, babies crying, phones going off. I mean, it's just like, it's like everything coming together at once. And then it's just, it's just, it's, it's, I can't even explain it. Like I've experienced one of these things at a movie, maybe two of these things on a rare, very rare occasion, but all three, I feel like they're all coming together. And it's just like a recipe for disaster. And it, it it was for I would say about what a third of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was thirty it minutes was in. Good, it yeah. was it was a disaster. And like I'm I just miss, like, see, that's why I, I disagree with you. Was, I disagree yeah. that it was it was literally his phone ringing because I feel like that song was on like a no, repeat. It, it stopped and it came back on. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't hear that. It came back you know on. what's funny is that Jose that didn't have the tickets with us, the one row ahead, he said he heard none of this. <sighs> He said he heard none of Wasn't what we were the, talking about. We were actually trying row? to talk about it. He goes, no, I have baby, no idea what you're talking about. It was in the baby corner. Was a, to our, was a baby in our row. When we got uh, out, yeah. they had the baby. They had like two little yeah. kids and a baby. I mean, there was a little kid sneezing, but he wasn't being rude. Like, he's a kid. He can't help but sneeze, whatever, and he was over with. Um, we're going to talk about the part about dude farting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I haven't heard about yeah. this. I don't know about this yeah, part. Dude, the dude behind us was farting. Yeah. <laughs> the same guy that couldn't find the phone? Yeah. But... <laughs> I mean, shit. Jesus. Being rude is is a whole different. Like, if you're rude, I'm gonna talk shit about you. We're gonna have to do it like I'm a talk, separate. I'm gonna talk about you being rude at the theater. Like, like that's just it. Like, there's no excuse for being rude. You know, you can you can control yourself for two hours and however many minutes, and you know, be quiet. That's fine. But you know, as an adult, you buy the ticket. You know, other people are there paying their harder money to go see a movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> When you're at the movie theater, like that's something that really pisses yeah. me off. Even, even uh, like, like you're like they about, like, warn you before the movie, turn off your phones. Yeah. Well, like, like opening day too. It's like, hey, this is like, this is not like a kids movie by any means. I don't feel like at all. Yeah. No, so no, it's no. like, no, no, no. Like, no. If it's opening day, don't do this. 
But I, I don't know. They just they felt the need to leave their phones on and we'll do bring a, di- their, a different bring segment their infants. on like I don't know. Bring I, ba- somebody who had a car seat or a little carriage seat in the theater, and I'm just like, it's we're getting out of the theater at like 10:30 at night. You brought your your baby to to a hard PG-13 film you know, this late at night with the audio going off and all this other nonsense, like be responsible, man. Like, come on, come on. It was a great time. Yeah. But anyway, um, well, I was saying we should do a different segment on like movie theater etiquette and all that. Yeah, uh, we definitely will look out for extra credits on that. Just, just like a f- five minute video, like yeah. a short. All right. So everybody got that kind of out of their system. Yeah. I don't I know. Like I feel it, like I, I go like, on I forever. It yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get into trash. I'll never treasure. listen, though, to Red Hot Chili Peppers ever again because of that. <laughs> never. <laughs> All right, let's get into Trash or Treasure. What song was it? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> let's get into... Uh... <laughs> All right, let's get into Trash or Treasure. Mugga, why don't you tell us your Trash or Treasure? Man, this is, this is tough. Um, I You know, I, I love Rocky Four. Like, it's it's something I grew up on. And they clearly, clearly uh, wanted this to be connected. I mean, I, I don't know how you guys thought about it. It was like, hey, this is what we're banking off of, storyline, all that. So my treasure of it was just having Ivan Drago. I mean, I, I could put him up there in my top five villains of all time. And the way they open up, you know, in Russia, it's just, it's just you're like, dude, don't it's you about to go down. Don't you get pumped, man? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Were you expecting that either? Like, didn't the start no, with that? No. I was no, not. No, no. I was That's not. what they led with, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, man. But when they're at Sylvester Stallone's restaurant, they go back and forth. Nice that, pictures. You know? Like, I, I don't know. I, I really, I just loved having Ivan Drago back in the system because as a kid, I hated this guy. You know, his entrance on Rocky Four and all that. I mean, you grew up hating Ivan Drago. Um, and to have him back in there, everything going, I thought it was great, which was weird because I think this is why I have also a trash of this movie. I didn't like that they brought back, you know, um, the wife. She looked horrible. Like, let's just top that off, you know. I know the whole father-son thing that they're going, which I know we'll end up talking about, but it's like, man, like they really made her like opinion matter. I, I didn't like that they brought her back into it. I, I thought she had no reason to be in the film and they forced it. But I mean, that, that's kind of what I'm going with. I don't know. I mean, did you guys like that she was in it? I did. I, I felt like it, it it gave them more of an arc as far as like motivation. It's like, you know, the but father I, I, I was motivated. I thought they didn't need it. Like he already hated Rocky. He ruined his life. Like that. It, it's just no, like but his, his son add, needs motivation. His yeah. son needs a motivation. Not his dad though. Like, like his motivation is not like his. Well, the dad was trying to like my father. Like, yeah, but like your dad yeah. killed the guy. Like, you know, relax. Like, if he dies, he dies. Yeah, like your your dad killed a guy in an exhibition match. You know, <laughs> this is supposed to be an exhibition. Oh, it was great. That was great. Yeah, so it's just I felt like you know the mom leaving. Should she, okay, I think, I think if that's it's not in there, mean. does the movie change? I think it adds more sting to like. Really? Yeah. I know when she got in there, I was like, okay. And then, like, as more as she's in there, I'm just like, dude, get out. Like, okay, just but get out. <laughs> well, yeah, because she, she it, really? I think it did the job because you wanted to hate her. You're just like, oh, wait, like. Oh, yeah, I hate her. Yeah. Hate her. Yeah. yeah. Look at it this way. Like, was she even really in the movie? She had one line. That's what I'm saying. She had like, one what's the point? Line. Yeah, so I, I, I'm kind of in the middle with you. I enjoy 
what you said, Dominic, I enjoy that they brought her back and that kind of adds more depth to the um, Victor character, but they don't do enough with it. So it, it makes you wonder, is she even necessary to the plot? Right. Is she though? I, I feel like she kind of is. Like it kind of shows that, I kind of feel like from the beginning, when you show Ivan Drago and the son and like they're not living the best of means. It's I, like an apartment, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like, it's not even a, I mean, it's not like the best apartment. It's just like, it's just a regular, I mean, when you think of Ivan Drago. And well, he's you want, sleeping on a couch though. So it's like one bedroom apartment, right? So you, you watch Rocky Four and like you see him in all of his glory, right? Yes, he lost or whatever, but the way they worship this guy. I mean, even now, I feel like just because he lost, like, you don't expect him to live in that kind of means. So when the wife comes back, he's almost really motivated to, like, get her back, get back to that life. He's so, like, he's living through his son. I feel like that's a lot of it. He's living through his son to get back to that. And there's a glimpse of it. I don't know. I, I know she doesn't. Well, I know what you're saying, and I thought that they did a good job of that. But I thought they did a good job of that prior to even being in the movie I didn't even know she was did you guys even know she was in the movie yeah oh I didn't I didn't I didn't read it I, I, oh, I just okay. I, I thought like hey like I know Dolph Lundgren's in it Ivan Drago here we go but I didn't know she was going to be in it. so when I saw her I was like wow this is really kind of cool I just thought it was unnecessary I don't know like I, I thought that they had they had done a good job building his character as opposed to her not even coming in yet I think she was more of the core of like everything though. As far as like getting the praise from Russia and like he didn't care about the dictatorship, I guess. Yeah, he was just more concerned about like her. So you're saying he wasn't like he, a, it was almost a status thing. He yeah. wanted to get rid of this. But but think about Apollo in Rocky Four. He felt like he was aging out almost. Like he was getting too old for this and that. So right. that's why he fought Apollo. He's like I or sorry, he needed to fight Drago. Like he wanted to fight him and it's like he needed to prove something. I almost felt like that was Drago's ambition in this. Like, I need to prove something. To Russia or to her? Both. To her. Yeah. Both. Right. So both. I feel like that's almost like, it, it kind of mirrors itself. Drago's living through his son, but also gaining his own respect because he did something similar. And it's like, you look at Apollo, it's like, I, I'm older, Rocky beat me, I helped Rocky. And now it's like, no, I'm going to come back and do this. So it's like, it kind of mirrors itself. Yeah. Do you guys, what I do guess, you guys think? I guess you're right. No, yeah. I see it. Yeah. I see it. Do you guys kind of yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I feel like it kind of mirrors it. I don't know. And, and one little trash thing that I have too, at, at Rocky's restaurant, he has all pictures of his famous fights and Dolph Lundgren's character or Ivan Drago says, where, where, where am I at? He goes, I don't have any of you up there. I feel like you should have that. I mean, that was an epic the fight. The guy that mm -hmm. killed your best friend. Yeah. You nah. want him up there. If nah. I can change, you could change, right? I mean, it was it was a, it was an All epic right. fight. Dude. All right, well, this is a, yeah, well, Drago's life definitely changed <laughs> after that fight. I, it should it should have been up there. Okay, I I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I don't think yeah, you put, really. You don't put the guy who killed your best friend up on the wall in a restaurant named after your wife. Yeah, nah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Dominic, what's your trash and treasure with this film? I have so many treasures. Oh man. Well, Creed is near and dear to my heart because of the whole Philly aspect. Uh, I have family out in Philly. My dad grew up there. So a lot of the scenes from the first Creed, like I was recognizing those spots and like the, you know, the cheesesteak spots that they went to. And then I appreciated the whole dynamic of him like being the underdog and coming up. And the fact that Bianca's character like was so into music and like making beats and performing, like I saw the similarities in like my lifestyle. 
as far as like me making beats and being involved in music so it was near and dear especially this one scene in uh creed where they were talking about the lingo uh the word john john yeah john that's a john this yeah, yeah. a john you a john like i didn't understand it at first when i first saw that movie but then when i went to philly i went to philly what in january of 2016 well some time back but uh i heard my uncle use it just randomly and when i when i heard it i was like oh it is real like <laughs> the john word <laughs> they really do say it out here <laughs> i thought it was a fake thing i know i thought it was like some hollywood thing that they made up i was like but then i heard my uncle's like we went to the theater to watch a uh, it man great movie yeah, by yeah. The way. wing chung all that stuff yeah but yeah he was like oh we ain't like they ain't got no room in this john i was like i turned around and with like the biggest <laughs> smile i was like oh <laughs> So that's why I love Creed. So as far as my treasures for this movie, I guess it's more just that this is a nostalgia factor. Because I, I went to that cheesesteak spot that they filmed in the movie. That's an actual place? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was, it's an actual spot in Philly. I ran those steps, the rocky steps, dirt bikes. That's a, that's a real thing out there, too. Is that oh. really? Because I've seen yeah, a lot yeah. of that, and I've always wondered if that's real or not. Yeah, dirt bikes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, my, you do all the quads and all that stuff mm-hmm. out there? That's real? Yep. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Yep, I heard that my sitting on my grandma's stoop. You just see him just fly by. You just like, oh, okay, all right. Yep, yeah. they did their research. And <laughs> uh, my only trash, I would say, as far as this movie goes, felt like the it was a little bit drawn out. It like the movie felt long in some parts. Where I'm just like, okay, okay. like what what parts? Uh, this is just me being pick, nitpicky now. Like the the scene where Michael B. Jordan takes his daughter to the gym. I get that you're trying to like rest her, but I feel like they could have cut that out and it still would have kept like the same. I, I thought she had stopped crying prior to him working. Yeah, out. It's just like, yeah he yeah. figured it out, you know. So just stuff that they could have edited out to make it possibly shorter. But that's just this me being nitpicky. That's my only like trash I can really think of as far as like the drama felt a little bit drawn out, and then some of the lines were cheesy and. But then at the end of it, I'm just like, eh, I can look past it, you know? Uh, Jason, what about your Trash of Treasure? I'm a big Rocky Four fan. It's probably one of the first Rockies I've ever seen. Um, my dad showed it to me. I, I fell in love with it. When I saw that, you know, I watched the first Creed coming out. I feel like I was really amped to see this Creed, too, when I found out Dolph Lundgren's going to play Ivan Drago. His son's going to fight Adonis Creed. I'm like, this is going to be... They marketed it to us. I mean, I mean, we, yeah. I feel like you're exactly right. I feel like it marketed to those people that really hold, you know, Rocky for near and dear. And I was like super, super pumped to see this. And I'm not going to say I was let down. I just feel like... When you watch Rocky Four, it's definitely a guy movie. It's definitely something that... You know, there's training montage on top of training montage on top of training montage. They incorporate all the previous Rockies into it. And, you know, Apollo just died. Sly is super upset. And, like, then they go into the fight. I was like, I mean, and this fight's brutal between, you know, Rocky and, and, and Drago. So I was like, it's one of my favorite Rockies. So, like, coming in to watch Creed 2, I was, like, super pumped to see that they were going to do this. I have a lot of likes, a lot more likes than I do dislikes. One of my likes that's probably kind of silly to some, um, there's a couple likes I want to talk about. There's two likes. One is how Rocky kind of gets back to his regular appearance. So when you watch the first Rocky, you know, leather jacket, 
you got the hat. Oh, Chuck's got, on yeah. the hat. He's got yeah. the ball. Yeah. And he's like, kind of like. Before like, the fame look. Yeah, he's kind of like an enforcer. He boxes on the side, but he kind of does this. And it's like, it's kind of interesting, like his whole dynamic. Yeah. And I don't know. I just like how like, you know, Rocky had the ball again. Rocky had the hat again. He's dressing like, like, like you remember seeing Rocky in the first Rocky. Like mm-hmm. you recognize like, oh shit, that's Rocky again. I love the opening scene of this movie too. Like the Dolph Lundgren part with the son is, is great, but I'm talking more the opening scene with uh, Sly and Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan's training. Sly is talking to him off camera. Like you just hear Rocky's voice and you see like Michael B. Jordan kind of training and then Sly kind of creeps into the camera. I, I love that part. Mm. Uh, I think there's lots of cool shots. There's some like really like dry humor in it, which I appreciate because it kind of, th- that's what it was. Like it, it, it wasn't really about the humor, but there was some dry humor between him and Adrian and stuff like that. So I, I it kind of brought me back to that. Another thing is I like the evolution of like Ivan Drago's character throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. So when you see him, he doesn't, him and his son don't say a word. And then you see Ivan Drago at Rocky's restaurant and that's the first time he speaks. Yeah. I don't know why, but I found that super, super powerful because you watch Rocky Four Again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this a lot, but Rocky Four he's very quiet. He doesn't say hardly anything unless he's in the ring really. So he doesn't say a whole lot of stuff. It's powerful not to only have them open up the movie with him and his son, but that he doesn't say a freaking word until he's in Rocky's restaurant. I thought that was so cool. Um, and then you see his evolution, him kind of living through his son, kind of like, hey, let's let's take back this, not not this power, but this fame. This glory. And he's so glory. hard on his son, too. He yeah. is hard. Like, like, he just, like, just brutal. It's just like, man. Like, I but I like faster, that. I like the, faster. yeah, but, I thought that was so cool. I like the like, behind the scenes aspect. Like, yeah. you know, you just expected it to be Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone the whole time. But, you know, they show the dynamic between him and the son and the, what drives them. And I appreciated that. Yeah. yeah. And like... Dolph Lundgren talks about like in interviews like how they got super close because like Dolph Lundgren remembers what he went through. He went all out training wise, preparing choreography and he's looking at the dude playing his son and he just, he does the same thing. He's like impressed. They, they, they create this bond but it's just weird throughout the movie it's like he's kind of living through his son and then his son gets really upset when the mom shows up. At the dinner. At the dinner. Yeah. And then it's like he has to like kind of refocus him but then it's really interesting at the fight because with Dolph Lundgren again spoiler alert she shows up looking great (laughs) yeah she's not looking good by any means she barely looks good in the first one she doesn't she does not look uh, great in this one you gotta give it it was like what 25 years ago (laughs) 30, 25, 25 years? Yeah, yeah. 25 yeah. years. Yeah. Like, I think it came on 85. 85. Yeah. Yeah, so quite a, quite a while ago. She's in there, and you watch Dolph kind of reevaluate what's going on. His How, perspective changes. I, I guess. Like, yeah. it, it starts with, like, really trying to train his son. Like, he wants to take back this title. He's like, he's not sure if it's going to happen, but he's like, I want to train the shit out of my son and figure out a way to take this away from the Creed family. Yeah, you can see it at the dinner well, when they or they also call. Rocky Balboa fame. or Rocky yeah. Balboa, whatever yeah. it is, whatever you want to talk about. But I mean, they know Rocky's training him, Rocky Creed, whatever you want to call it. So Balboa Creed, he wants to take this away from them. Yeah, and he's so hard set on it, and he kind of loses focus when the woman gets involved. I it, thought the shift happened when he had that talk with him in the hallway with his son. Is like the son's after like after the dinner, right? After yeah, the dinner, yeah. 
Well, it did, it did, and they they really showed it at the fight too. Yeah, they really showed it at the fight when he ended up throwing in the towel to protect his son. I just feel like this is about my son. It's not about anything else, and that's kind of like what yeah. he talks about in Rocky Four. It's like this is about me. I'm doing this for me. Remember in, in Rocky Four too when he goes down, and she like yells, "The fight, Ivan!" Right, like almost like, "Hey, you better win!" Like it's all about that. And he even, I think he even points at her for me, for like, me. I fight for me. Yeah. That's yeah. What I'm saying. And he even he's says fight. it to her, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm fighting for me. Yeah. And I think he. Somehow kind of, he knocked her up right then and there because then she had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, let's just be honest. Let's talk about that, you know? She must have been pregnant right there. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, that's she what I'm talking about. Like, he kind of came back to that. So, um, I mean, dislikes. This is a like and a dislike, but the training montage. I love the training montage in Rocky IV. All of them. There's a bunch of montages. <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. That was the physique. There's so. a bunch of montages. I love Sly's physique. It's freaking amazing. And I don't care, man. I'm going to own the shit out of this. Fucking say whatever no, this, you want. This is a movie where you actually like, yeah, like, yeah. Sly, yeah. We need to talk about Sly, this. Sly in Rocky IV. He is, he's, I think, at the top. I think, of his physique. I, of yeah, his physique. Yeah, I think yeah. you guys all have to agree. Athleticism, whatever you want to call it. He is, he's rocked. But. Ripped. But you look and I don't. Go on, go on, man. You're good. You're on a roll. You're on a roll. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I'm going to get off the fucking physique now. But I'm looking at training montage-wise. You look at, I don't know, any of the Rockies. Like, you look at Rocky 1, Rocky 2. You look at Rocky 3 when he's training with Apollo on the beach. They're legendary. You look at Rocky, yeah. in Rocky 4 when he's training in the snow. It's such a guy movie. I guess when I saw that, you know, they're going to... They're going to recast Dolph Lundgren to like play his character as Ivan Drago. I was so pumped. I was so like, fuck, this is going to be like a Rocky Four too. Like, this is going to be so awesome. Like, we're going to close the loop on a lot of this shit. Like, showing son versus son, you know, Creed's son versus Dolph's son. I, I thought it was going to be so cool. I thought I was going to be built into a lot of... A lot of nostalgia, a lot of a lot of montages, but I feel like the montage they showed was interesting. Is it is it two or one? I had that question. It's weird. It's like it's like combined. Well, there's there's two. I think there's one where they have the first two. fight. And he's Girl, like, you look confused. You know what I'm talking about? It's almost like there's two montages. One when he's training with Duke's son. Yes. Before his first fight, and then there's one in the desert that's split in half. Well, I feel like there's the two desert. there, though, and the, the one's in the desert. Yeah, there's two. Yeah. There's one where he he essentially gets his ass kicked the first yes. round, yeah. and then he, then he comes back the second round and does way better, much like the Rocky montage in Russia, which is actually two montages, because the songs are different. That's, I don't know. But, like, he, he has two montages in the snow, just like Creed has two montages in the desert, Yeah, like in the heat. Yeah. Well, I almost think about this as Rocky Three because... You think about before Rocky went to go fight Clever Lang. Like, his training was, like, in front of a group of people. There was people taking pictures of him. He was, like, doing autographs, all kinds of stuff. And he went to fight Clever Lang, and he failed. Yeah, because he's so focused on the image. And I'm not saying Michael B. Jordan did this in this movie. I feel like he was, you know, he's doing, you, you see him doing stuff underwater. Like, it, I feel like he was really focused. But I feel like it almost had... He didn't have Rocky there though either. He didn't. That's the thing. Yeah. He didn't have yeah, Rocky well, there. It wasn't as impactful. And he was like, "I advise against this. I can't be in your corner." Which I thought was a great scene. Oh, We're not even talking about that. There's also the you part. Uh, I think it was either in the hospital or when he came back home when uh, his when Creed's mom invited Rocky over and Creed showed up to the Apollo's um, award room, trophy room, yeah. trophy room. Yeah, 
Creed asked him, he's like, you knew I was going to fail even before the fight began, right? And he's like, yeah, like I did know you were going to fail because he even pressed him like before the first fight, you don't owe this man this fight. Like yeah. what, what are you fighting for? Find out what you're fighting for. And it was really just his ego, his pride and him being afraid of forever being in his dad's shadow, right. you know? And you know, the second fight, he learns to fight for himself finally. And I kind of feel like this mimics a lot of some of Rocky three, but a lot of Rocky four yeah. of just like trying to get out of whatever shadow. It's either your age, the shadow of your age. Like, Hey, like I'm aging out of this. I want to get out of like, I, I want to prove myself that I'm still relevant. No, I, think, I, I think relevancy is a, a really big theme in this movie. I, you know, you're onto yeah, something you're good. On I, I love yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. You're, you're completely right. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, you have Adonis's relevance outside of his father's shadow. You have Rocky's relevance with his son and being in his grandson's life. You have Drago's relevance as it relates to, you know, the country of Russia and how he lost, you know, all that glory and pride that he had in the 80s. You have uh, Victor's, you know, relevance as far as how he views his relationship with his parents, you know, his mother leaving him. That really affected him and it causes him to go off when she shows up at that dinner and also his relevance as far as his father like why are we doing this for her she abandoned us like it's just us two we're all we got we're all we need so i think you know relevance overall is a huge deal and then you have bianca who's looking for relevance within within creed's life because she even says like you know i don't want to end up like you to to adonis's mom i don't want to be i don't want to end up like you where I got to raise this kid all by myself or whatever. She wants to be relevant in her fiance's life because he's on a path, the same path that his father took, where he's letting his pride eventually it's, lead to his death. It's a very family-oriented oh, yeah. film. That's a huge like, theme. Like there's a huge four connections of like father-son thing that yeah. you're like, wow. I mean, like with Rocky. I mean, it's yeah. I, I agree with you're saying. It's yeah. it's why I disagree with you. It's not a guy movie. I really think this is like a, a movie. You know, it's, like no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I don't think it is a guy. movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, I feel like Rocky was. I think I was hoping. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted montages. But you, have I wanted, to, yeah. you gotta look at it this way. It's just like, you know, Rocky started out as a drama that just happened to be about sports. Because sports movies weren't entirely a thing back in the 70s. Like sports Was movie, Rocky in the 70s? Rocky came out in, I think, 76? Because Rocky Four was in 85 then, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I think Rocky was 76, but I could be wrong. But, you know, then it evolved. Then the sports movie became a thing largely because of Rocky. So you had a huge boom in sports movies after that. And there kind of became, there kind of came like this template where it's like sports movies became its own genre. Yeah. So I think with Creed, they kind of walked it back. And also I would say with Rocky Balboa, they kind of walked it back a little bit to kind of bring it back to like, let's focus on a lot of the human elements that are going on even though these are athletes. Like the movie's not solely about boxing, it's about the athlete's journey, the hero's yeah, journey, yeah. whether but it's psychological, physical, whatever. But I feel like that's kind of where it started too. I mean, I don't know, when was the last time you watched the first Rocky? Long ass time ago. Yeah, I feel like there's there's a lot of that in it. As it progressed, so like one, there's a lot of that. Like they show a lot of Adrian and yeah. stuff like that character being very study. timid. Oh yeah. yeah, a lot of character development, it just, it's almost awkward at points. Like, I mean, I don't know if it, not because it's old. It's just like, there's a, they, they spend time developing like Rocky's awkwardness, Adrian's awkwardness and them growing together. Two, they do more of it. Three, there's a lot less of it. And it just like, it progresses into a lot. And I think like when you get to Rocky four, they're so, 
they're so succinct. It's just about the boxing and the working out that you lose focus of where this started. And I almost feel like Creed and Creed 2 may have brought it back they to did. like yeah. what that first Rocky and Rocky 2 maybe was about. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Rocky Balboa. But they really brought it back to like, hey, this is this is an actual movie too. This isn't just guys training and, you know, boxing. This is like there's actually a lot of story behind this too. Yeah, it's something like, to think about. That's what I like movies where it's just like like sports movies where it's just a movie, but it's like sprinkled. Like, oh yeah, there are actually basketball players too. Don't forget, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So. I agree. Yeah, and I think, um, and I think you know, to Rocky IV's credit, I think everybody that brought back except Drago, they didn't need development. They didn't need development. Motivations were clear. We didn't have to introduce so many new characters. We only really had to introduce one guy. You already had Adrian. You already had Rocky. You already had Apollo. So you didn't need to spend time developing those characters. It's it's a, it's probably the most straightforward plot out of all the Rocky movies. Apollo gets killed. Rocky gets revenge. Yeah. Like if you yeah. want to, if you want to shorten it down to to two sentences, that's essentially the plot of that movie. And I think that works for that movie. Like, cause you don't you don't necessarily have to do a lot of character development. So you're saying Rocky Four is different than all of the other Rockies? I mean, you know, maybe, maybe not. Do you realize it's prior to Creed Two? Yeah. Out of all of the Rockies, including Rocky Balboa and Creed, it's the only one that doesn't have the Rocky Balboa soundtrack. Yeah, it has a different, and it has a different. So, sorry, uh, theme song. Yeah. Theme song. Yeah, it had the the intros. Guess different. what other movie now does not have it in there? I, I didn't see it in there. Did you guys see it? What in Creed two? Did you hear it? I thought they heard it. No, no. Yeah. The theme the theme is in the movie. Yeah, where the theme, at? The theme is. In I the thought movie. I, I I thought I waited. No, in Creed the in Creed the theme is definitely in there. Creed and it's, one and it's is Creed two have it? Creed two has the theme, yeah. but it's Creed's theme. So they they have like the Rocky theme played on piano when Rocky's around yeah. and, and I got moments like that. that but in Creed's movies Creed has his own theme by the end of Creed 1 he has his own theme okay. and then that theme is what plays all throughout Creed 2 he has his own theme yeah. but but Rocky's theme does come up in the movie whenever like Rocky's around or you know to set the set the atmosphere it, it has that when he wins the fight you... when he wins the fight that comes on yeah I know for certain the second fight it had pieces of the Rocky theme and in the first fight there were pieces of it but this ain't Rocky's movie anymore. So you're gonna you're gonna see you're gonna Which I like then. Yeah, no, that. I yeah, like yeah. that too. Like one of my biggest fears with Creed was that, oh, it's just gonna be all about Rocky. But it's not all about Rocky. And I think this movie does a really good job of including Rocky without him overshadowing the entire narrative. You know, it is Rocky's franchise and Rocky's still a part of it, but I like that, you know, they kinda they kinda took not took Sylvester Stallone out of it. But I'm glad that he was willing to step aside and kind of say like, hey, you know what? Rocky can be an auxiliary character. And I think Rocky is a character of such cultural significance, at least in the United States. And, you know, internationally, people love it, you know, worldwide. But I think it makes his presence more impactful because he's not overshadowing everything. Right. But once you talk about mugs too, like they wanted to do all of the choreography before they did the drama stuff too. They wanted to do all of the fighting sequences, everything like that before they did any of the drama stuff mm-hmm. because Rocky told them like, hey, like I want to make sure that they're fully invested in doing all the court, like doing all the fighting scenes. Like they want to make sure that that's on point before they even do any kind of the drama. I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Okay, I said yeah. that. No, I, I thought you said it, but I mean, no, it was I something I else I read, that. but mm-hmm. it was more about Rocky, like Sylvester Stallone. I know that. he very is like passionate about, hey, 
this is going to look real, right? I mean, that's what, yeah. Yeah, they want to look real, but they also want, like, he was very segmented. He wanted, hey, like, let's do everything beforehand. Let's do all this stuff. Let's get all the fighting. Let's get, like, you take all the hits you got to do, and then we'll do the drama. I think, like, he wanted to keep things separate just to just to stay super focused. I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting that's, fact. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So my trash or treasure with this movie. So my treasure with this movie is I thought they did a good job of telling multiple stories involving fathers and sons like we talked about earlier. You know, Adonis living in his father's shadow, Victor living in his father's shadow and trying to live up to that legacy along with his father kind of living uh, through him essentially along with his mother. Rocky trying to be a part of his son and grandson's life, uh, having been alone. And uh, also Adonis having a, a daughter on the way. Yeah, so I thought the whole being a parent, you know, the father-son dynamic um, was was a really powerful thing that they brought brought up in this movie. I loved it, and I thought they did a better job of it this time around because it is essentially his legacy being attacked. You know, in the first movie, it was him just being his own man, but in this movie, it's an opponent that's directly attacking that legacy and challenging and making him face it as opposed to him just having to deal with it. My trash with this movie uh, doesn't have anything necessarily to do with the film, but with the sports genre as a whole. So sports in real life can only have three outcomes. You win, you lose, or you tie. Therefore, in a sports movie, you win, you lose, or you tie. My problem with this movie is that being a sports movie, it becomes a victim of its subject matter, meaning that there's only three outcomes you can have in this movie. You win, you lose, or you tie. Adonis has the choice to win, lose, or draw, which is super rare in boxing, hardly ever happens, and it becomes predictable at that point. If Adonis wins the final fight, you know he gets the physical victory as well as the moral victory that he had before the fight even started, where he chose to to fight for his fiance and daughter, and you know to live and be there as a father and a husband. If he loses, he still wins the moral battle because he already conquered his his personal demons. He doesn't need to conquer his physical demons to succeed. He's already he's already had that battle early on in the film, and if he ties, he still claims the moral victory. Ties never, they hardly ever happen in boxing. It's super rare. So it's it's win or lose. I think personally, and I talked to you guys about this after the movie was over, I think this movie would have been so much better by subverting expectations um, and ha- having Apollo throw in the towel himself, forfeiting the match. So when he got his ribs broken the first time, that becomes... Uh, that comes up again in the second match against uh, Victor. Wait, you mean, you mean Sylvester throwing the towel? Apollo's... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, so them, Apollo's corner. Their, their yeah. camp, yeah, their camp essentially Great throwing corner. in the towel. Okay. Yeah, okay. so. Damn yeah. it, I keep saying Apollo. <laughs> yeah. So, I think it would have been better for Apollo to, you know, say, I can't go on anymore. Apollo or, sorry, or? Uh, Adonis. Adonis. <laughs> sorry, I think, my bad. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. That was me. It's going to come uh, back as a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm back. You can throw in the towel this time. I think it would would have been a much more powerful ending because Adonis would be doing essentially the opposite of what his father did. What Apollo did was incredibly selfish and self-serving and reckless, knowing he had a wife. He didn't know he had Adonis, whatever, but 
you know, knowing you have family there and putting yourself through that, knowing that you're physically incapable of winning this fight and then dying, that's incredibly stupid and irresponsible. And this movie, Adonis spends the entire movie learning to battle that pride and that ego and that he doesn't have to be the same way his father is. And he comes to that realization after his daughter is born. He goes down twice in this match. He goes down the first time. And then he goes down the second time after he gets his ribs cracked again. And you can you can see the pain. You felt the pain when he got his ribs cracked again. But prior to that, also, Rocky has like mentioned to him, like, hey, it's just it's not just you anymore. Like he's actually like made it well known. Yeah. You gotta think about this, you know? Like this is a big thing, you know. And I, I really like that, you yeah. know. Because yeah, I really enjoyed that when that line that Rocky says, like he's broke things in me that had never been fixed before. Yeah. When he's and, talking and about, I like, love that was, Rocky at first is like, I don't endorse this and he walked away. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I loved it. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So the second time Creed goes down, he's looking directly at Bianca and his mom. And I thought, this is it. This is an amazing moment. He's looking, he's literally looking his family in the face. What a great moment it would be to say, you know what, fuck it. I got, I I won already. Like I got my family, like I fucking won. Like this belt, yeah, you know, you're an athlete, the belt does mean shit, but it's just like, I'm not willing to risk them missing out on me the way, you know, I'm missing out on my father. I think that would have been a more powerful ending you know, it sucks as an athlete to give up, but I think that would have been a much more powerful ending to do the exact opposite of what Which Apollo I did. I thought felt the theme of the story. Yeah. Rocky goes back to his dad. Yeah. You know, every, everything I've been, everything was about father, son. Yeah. So that yeah, seems like you know? the, the smart ending. But it it would have been cool. I never even thought of it that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But once, once he gets up the second time, then I'm like, okay, well he can only win now. He got his ass kicked the first time. He can only win now. He's not going to lose twice to this guy that's, that's challenging him. So I thought the movie, my biggest, my biggest trash with this movie is that they chose the predictable route. I kind of thought about this too. Like, I kind of wish they would have done like Rocky One kind of did. Like, they 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 do a bunch of other fights kind of leading up, and then have this fight. I feel like it almost would have been cool to do like a Creed trilogy in a sense. Adonis is fighting all these other people, and then at the end of Creed Two, they show Dolph Lundgren and his son being the the next you know, a heavyweight challenger or whatever it's going to be. I feel like they may have rushed it a little bit doing this. But I'm glad they didn't do it in the first one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, of yeah. course. Oh, that's, of a, course. That's, a, that's a cash grab. Like, yeah. easy if they did that in the first one. Yeah. But I feel like it would have been, like, interesting arc if they would have just done, like, hey, like, they show the injury to his ribs and, like, uh, whatever that is. Like, it's like a soft spot for him or whatever. And he gets hit. He's rehabbing. Maybe he fights someone else and, like, I don't know, gains some momentum. And then that's how it ends is, like, introducing them. I don't know. I feel like they could have done a little bit more with it as opposed to, like, rushing it, doing these two fights. I don't know. I feel like there could have been a little bit more to it. I don't know how you feel about it. I think the first movie is essentially, you know, Creed just wanted to be a fighter. He just wants to be a fighter. This movie is somebody openly challenging his family's legacy. And I think everything he goes through in these two films makes perfect sense. Like his motivations are on point. Every character's motivations are on point. Speaking of like sequels, I don't know where you go from here with Creed. I feel like, I feel like his, like I feel like his story is Rocky's story has been teased at being over since Rocky five. We had the ending in Rocky five. We had the ending in Rocky Balboa where him and his son go up the steps. We have the ending in Creed where him and Creed go up the steps. I think that's over. We have the ending in Creed 2 where Rocky goes home. Oh, there's a a natural progression in this. Yeah, like Creed goes to his his father's grave. Uh, Tommy Gunn's son from Rocky 5. I'm going to tell you right now, Tommy Gunn's son comes out. 
Have you read that? Oh, no, the, the, the machine, the machine gun. <laughs> Tommy, the machine gun, and a Biscard <laughs> brawl in Philadelphia. It's totally me speculating, but I would imagine Sly actually knocks out Tommy Gunson at the end of this one. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I think I think I think it's over, man. I think it the is. Too. I I agree, it's over. I'm 100 fine with this franchise being done. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's done. Period. No, I agree. I There's agree. nothing Unless left to do. Michael B. Jordan or Creed. Daughter comes out and fights Ivan Drago's daughter, <laughs> granddaughter. I mean, there's no other way to keep this going. Dude. Right. We're, we're over. All right. So my last trash um, has to do with uh, Bianca. You don't like her? I no, no. I, I love her. I think I think she's a great character. I don't think we spend enough time with her. Yeah. We know from the first movie whether it was intentional or not to have an arc with her that she has debilitating hearing, right? And she's yeah. trying to pursue a career in music. You know, what a what a tragic irony, you know, uh, like you're losing your hearing and you're a very talented singer, you know, and musician. So I thought in this movie that was also going to play a part. You know, Creed was going to have to deal with his own struggles along with being a support for his wife and what a great twist that would be in a Rocky film to have the man supporting the woman through her career. Like in every movie, Adrian's sidelined. Apollo's wife is sidelined. In Creed, Bianca was much more of a presence in that movie and a motivator and helped him out. The movie was about him, so, you know, whatever. In part two, I was hoping that we'd get a little more focus on that because right from the beginning, she's using sign language. And I was like, oh, like you know, this, she's the first one to yeah. speak in this movie and it's using sign language. So you're telling me as a filmmaker that she's going to have a huge part to play. But once she, once they go visit Adonis's mom in LA, it's like, oh yeah, I got signed to a record deal. Oh, that's great. Cool. Pregnant now. And it's just like, wait, so she yeah. just got signed and that's it. Yeah. Like I thought there was going to be more conflict involved with that because she says, Hey, why don't we move to LA? There was more to it. Uh, she did an interview on, uh, I want to say it's Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. And she said they had a scene together, an actual like in the movie, mm -hmm. where she was actually going to be a performer on Jimmy Kimmel, but that got cut. I would have, in agreement with you, I would have liked to see more of like her dynamic and what she was struggling with, you know, not be sidelined, and then how she did the whole music thing, like they did in the first grade. That's kind of a like a loose strand they left hanging. Like I, I really would have loved to see Bianca's story and to see how Creed can handle his wife's career, his fiance's career, how he does with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, she also asked him if he needed to, if he took a shit already. I mean, so I, it's like that's not something you want to say out loud. I know how to sign that because you know how to sign. Shit. I know how to sign that too. <laughs> you literally just put one hand to another. So, it's a shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we all know a little bit of sign around here. I'm just saying, like, I, I get what you're saying, Kerwin, but it's like, oh, Mugga's laughing over here. No, no, but you get what I'm saying from, a, story, from a storytelling perspective. We know one major thing about her. Yeah. Two things about her. She's a great musician and she's losing your hearing. Yeah. So when you make her first line of dialogue all sign, then I'm like, oh, okay. It must be getting worse because they focus on that a lot in the opening well, sequence. And then they bring it up with the kid and how it's hereditary. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden it's like, hey, the kid is, they do the test and all that. And it really like was like, wow, like what is this about? I don't yeah. know. And like we never really hear about it later on in the movie like is the child completely deaf no the child's not you see you see her with the hearing aids at right the, at, the, at the very end yeah right but i feel like you know you take you kind of take a lot away from that by not giving bianca an arc of her own yeah like when you don't give her an arc of her own like you i, I feel like none of that even f matters That's, like, it, it was kind of unnecessary yeah like it, at that point it's just like yo is this necessary and i'm not saying like 
anybody who's listening, like, I'm not saying that you can't have a deaf character or like a character who has a disability needs to have it for story purposes. I'm not saying that a character with any sort of disability needs to have a reason for having a disability. You can have characters like that and they don't need an arc, that's fine. But I feel like the first movie spends a lot of time focusing on that and right from the get-go, we're we're highlighting her disability to such a degree that I expect that to be a part of the storyline. When you make such an effort to highlight a disability, that should be part of the storyline. Otherwise, I have a hearing disability and she can just be a character. Yeah. I, I think when you when you do that, you you run the risk of turning a character into a sideshow when you don't allow them to have an arc. I, think I, that's, I agree. I, I agree. think that's pretty I think there was weak. an arc, it just wasn't enough. Yeah, maybe it wasn't enough or it didn't fit with the and movie. And maybe we, we aren't seeing all the d- deleted scenes. It's still a relatively new movie. We haven't seen all that. We stuff. were distracted we a lot with... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, but even like the first Creed too, like the first interaction between them, her music's up super, super loud. Yeah. And yeah. it makes up Michael B. Jordan, and that's probably why it was up so loud is because she's just hard of hearing. Yeah, and yeah. she even says it uh, when they go out to dinner, like, you know, I want to try to move to L.A., blah, blah, blah. It's it's a race against time. I'm losing my hearing, and yeah. I want to I wanna make music while I still have it. Exactly. Like, they put so much emphasis on that that I, I want to know what's happening with her. I want to know. Because Adrian had no arc ever, is what you're saying. Yeah, she just, I mean, she's she really the shy did. girl that told Rocky, you can't win. <laughs> and she worked at the pet store too and, and then someone. she went back she had those glasses too remember the glasses and the beanie yeah. <laughs> Kern, I want to I mean, go back to one of your earlier points when you said uh, you know they chose predictability I kind of feel like they kind of did made the right choice because in the first Creed they didn't go the predictable route like he didn't come out triumphant no, the, first, the first Creed is the ending from the first Rocky I don't know I just feel like that. I didn't I expected Creed to fully win that fight, but he didn't. So wouldn't you it's, argue no, it's, that no, that's it's not win, predictable? It's win, lose, or tie at that point. Uh, like he didn't, he didn't win the first movie. You're not gonna have him lose the second movie. Yeah. But so if you, but if you have him throw in the towel, which is what we have not seen in a Rocky film yet, as far as a, a main final fight goes, it's a direct contrast to what Apollo did, and that's what makes it more powerful. Like, I think that would have been the smarter route to go. Yeah. Because then, if he if he doesn't do that, then he punches his way to victory, and that's it. There's no emphasis on, on the moral victory, but that's just me. I'm ready to give my uh, ticket price. You guys ready? We can talk about this more? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. I don't have any. Oh, real quick. Sorry. One more. One more. Okay, one, one more. more. So when we went to see the movie, the Lakers were playing the Cavs. Oh, this is good. I yeah. know. I the Lakers were playing the Cavs, and I believe the score near or during halftime was like 45-47 or whatever, something like that. We go to the movie. We walk inside. Throughout all the nonsense and red hot chili peppers or whatever, <laughs> we, we, got the fake, we got the fake ESPN. <laughs> We got the fake ESPN. See, I reports. like that they use real ESPN. At, yeah, yeah, Max at, Kellerman, yeah, all that Hannah, stuff. I love Hannah it, Storm, dude. I think. Yeah. yeah, was Mike Wilbon on there? I don't know, but no, I don't think he was. Oh, he was on the first one though. I do remember that on PTI. Yeah. But like, so we go inside the movie, and when the fake ESPN report comes up, they have the ESPN ticker and everything on the bottom of the ticker. Instead of being uh, Lakers at Cavs, it's Cavs at Lakers. And the score is pretty damn close to what the score was before we walked into the theater. That is neat. Yeah, so I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. I really think so, yeah. Yeah, but... Do you think there's no way they no, there's foresee no way. it? There's no like, way. Like, hey, Cavs are playing... I- I'm just... NBA's rigged. Know, yeah. There's no way. It's all way. a lie. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. So. Illuminati. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get into our final scores. Mugga, how much would you pay to watch Creed Two? Damn, why am I going first? This is uh, this is bad. I, I love Rocky Four. I just uh, and I'm not saying I dislike this movie, but I've only seen it once, and I, I I was not disappointed, but it wasn't what I wanted it to be. I think I'm gonna have to give this a ten. I really do. I, I thought that I wanted more out of it, and and I'm not saying it's not bad. I, I would say go see it, but. Uh, I don't know, Rocky Four just is embedded in my, like, just of all times and, and what I wanted out of it. Maybe I'm too close to Rocky Four, I guess, but that's what they were banking on. That's what the whole, hey, here's what we're going with, this and that, and I, 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 I'm going to give it a 10. Okay. So you were kind of expecting another Rocky Four, maybe? I, 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 yeah, I was. I thought that's what they were going off of, you know? Dolph Lundgren, Soviet Union, right? That's, that's what I thought. But it, it was more, you know, I guess family, father, son, base, storyline, all that. It wasn't really the Rocky Four mentality is what I'm kind of getting at. I'm not saying I disliked it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a 10. Give it okay. a 10. Dominic, how much would you pay to watch Creed 2? Well... I would give it 20 straight up. Wow, 20 bucks. Wow. 20 bucks because it's just everything about it. The the Philly aspects, I just like Michael B. Jordan as an actor in general. The scenes in there were just amazing to me. I loved everything about the movie. Well, not everything, but I love it enough to give it 20 bucks. Jason, how much would you pay to watch Creed 2? So again, I'm going to kind of reiterate what Mugga said and just, you know, I... I love Rocky Four. I, I love the whole, you know, America versus Soviet Union. I love showing both the guys, you know, not only here in America, but going over to Russia and fighting um, all the training montages. So I guess in my head, when I saw, because I, I liked Creed, the first Creed a lot. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting take. I don't know. I, I really liked the concept of it. I enjoyed the movie overall. But when I heard that, you know, Dolph Lundgren was going to be in this and it was going to be like son, you know, you know, Apollo Creed's son versus Ivan Drago's son. I thought it was such a cool, interesting plot to do. I was really hyped. Like I told you guys I was more excited about this than Thanksgiving. And uh, <laughs> like I was really stoked to see this. But I, again, I was looking for a movie that was... I, I, not mimicking Rocky Four, but just I wanted more. I wanted more montages. I connected wanted, to it. Yeah, huh? I guess I wanted to see something that like more paralleled it. I wanted to see more training. I wanted to see more grittiness. I wanted to see more of like a guy's movie. You know, something like a Rocky Four, like a Bloodsport, uh, Commando, Predator. I wanted to see something more gritty, and I guess. I, I enjoy the movie as a movie. Uh, I think they, they did a, a good job of giving some character development, uh, making it a more well-rounded movie. But I think I think personally, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to give it a ten as well. Ouch! I'm just biased. All right. So you know, I thought the movie was great. I loved everything about it except Bianca not having an arc, as well as the predictability of it being a sports movie. Otherwise, I would give it a twenty. But I'm gonna give this movie a fifteen. I think it's expertly acted by everybody involved everybody does a great job you know and i gotta hand it to the dude that plays victor he's not really an actor he's an actual boxer but you know he pulls off a great performance as well i was a little nervous about the whole drago thing because i didn't want it to overshadow the story of our new protagonist that was what i feared with creed and thankfully that didn't happen rocky didn't overshadow it and then by them bringing drago back into the mix i was hoping it wasn't like a cash grab where this whole movie's not even going to be about creed but I appreciate that that didn't happen. Like that was my biggest worry going into this movie was that they're gonna play so much with our nostalgia for Rocky IV that the movie's not even gonna be about Creed. 
So I'm glad that that wasn't the case, which is why I love the movie so much. But I'm have to give it a 15 because I felt like they had a chance to knock it out of the park and they chose the predictable route. And I thought that was way too easy. I'm still going to say it like I think Creed should have thrown in the towel and that would have been a much bigger victory for him. Was that even given a 20 for you? If they had a smarter ending, I would have I'd give it a 20. Yeah. Yeah, I could forgive Bianca not having an arc if they had a, a stronger fight ending and I could forgive the fight ending if Bianca had more of an arc. Right. So I'm I'm going to give it a 15. Like I said, I'm glad they didn't pander so much to nostalgia while still incorporating it and I'm glad they didn't lose sight of who the main character was in this new series in the franchise so I'm going 15 you ready for it final score what is it's it 1375 Ooh, so it's below oblivion quarter below <laughs> who would have thought I don't know I mean I like oblivion but damn not enough though 1375 is how much we would pay to see Creed 2 does anybody else have anything they want to say before we close up shop uh, fuck you, Sally. Thanks for listening to this episode of $20 Ticket. Follow us on Instagram at $20 Ticket and leave your ticket price about the movies we've reviewed. If you have any comments or suggestions, send them to $20Ticket at gmail.com. That's 2-0, the numbers, $20Ticket at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and thank you for listening.